This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody, welcome to another Drink of Ages radio show. Hope everybody out there is having a great night and drinking some really good beers. We are here at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive. If you are in the area, definitely stop by, have some beers with us. Uh, this episode of Drink of Ages is sponsored by Rogel's Chocolate Stout. Beautiful mellow flavor of oats, chocolate malts, real chocolate, and balanced perfectly with the right amount of hops for a bittersweet finish. 5.8% to get really technical, 5.85%. And we'll talk to the brewery later about this, why everybody, some of the breweries want to get really technical with their percentages and add that extra behind the decimal. But it is a world-class beer. It is delicious. Rogel's Chocolate Stout, you can still find it around town and on draft. But... Let's get right into this week's show because um, I am drinking a Backfish Brewing Company's Golden Ale. I already went through one of their double IPAs, so the show is going to get really good as we we go on. As long as I can stay away from producer Muskratch's peanut butter filled pretzels over there, because that does not sound right on the radio. But I mean, it's, he, he brings a bowl of crack to the show every week and tempts me with it. And I don't know, we got some beers on tap here that go really well with those peanut butter pretzels. But uh, no, but our, our show this week, our, our guest, our music guest, we have a really good man. Max Flynn, local guy, debut album coming out soon. You'll hear his music in between the segments. And so look, look for this guy playing a lot around town and then go out and support him, get his album whenever it comes out. But our brewery guest this week is Backfish Brewing Company out of Pearland. We have Brian and Manny hanging out with us. So, so yeah, guys, welcome to Drink of Ages. Hello. Hey, how we doing? Welcome to the from the long drive of Pearland, Texas. Yes, we had to come into town. Come into town. Yeah, I live in Pearland, so it's really it's really not that bad. I enjoy that area down there, and I tell people, you know, like, what's in Pearland? I was like, well, there's actually a three things in Pearland, and now there's four. <laughs> now there's four, it's, exactly. It's really good. But um, you guys, Backfish Brewing Company, you guys opened up, was it March last year? March 14th. March 14th. Day after my birthday, man. You just missed it. I turned 21 the day before St. Arnold opened. Did you? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. St. Arnold, 23. Oh, we're not going to do the math for you. But, yes. Yes. Uh, March, March, the, and as a matter of fact, last year I missed the grand opening because of this pub. Yeah, as a matter of fact, trying to get this place up and running. I remember that. Oh, or wait, was I there? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's about that time. Yeah. Because you came by before we were open and you were thinking about something. That's right. Yep. So, over the last 11 months, how have things been going? Really, really good. Um, the local support from Paraland has been phenomenal. Uh, we started canning way before we planned to, so we're now canning three of our five beers. Um, yeah, business has been phenomenal. The support we got from Paraland and local communities like Friendswood, Webster, Alvin has been really good. And 
One of few people can say I'm living the dream. So. Well, I, I, last time I was over at the brewery, which was about what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, something like that, and I was hanging out with my sister. And we're just having some good pints over there, and it's like, man, let's go buy HEB, grab some steaks, head back to the house, and, and grill some good, good grub. And HEB doors opened up, and I had to walk around all of your awesome cans, man. It was like product placement. You guys won that. Yeah. Uh, the uh, HEB there, the new one in Pearland and Pearland Parkway, they, uh, the weekend we went on with that big tower of backfish beer, they ended up breaking the record that weekend for craft beer sales for all the HEBs in Houston. That is excellent. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the support from Maryland has been pretty, pretty nice. Well, when the Pearland by me opened up uh, by 288, mm-hmm. at one point that was the most craft beer sold out of any Pearland. Supposed or out, both, out of any HEB. Both Pearlands yeah. are always in the top five of the Houston craft beer sales. That's crazy. A lot yeah. of beer drinkers down there. Yeah, yeah. but we definitely definitely helped the the Pearland Parkway one um, really get off the map. Uh, the beer manager there was very excited about uh, about helping him. It's like, wow, we we got into the top five this week. Like we've never been there. And like uh, it, it was a it was pretty surreal to walk in and, uh, and you guys are shopping. You guys are just like you know we'll we'll do what we can to help you. Yeah, just keep buying our beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it is it is it has been awesome. It has been awesome to go there. And I've I've been there a couple times myself with. Uh, Wearing the brewery shirt, and next thing you know, you know, there's a sample station out, and they're sampling the beer, and uh, next thing you know, the wife is off, continue to go grocery shopping because I'm answering questions now from some of the shoppers that were there. Um, it was it was pretty surreal. It was actually it was actually pretty awesome to see that. Well, I know the your defying gravity, your double IPA. I think that we might have three cans left here from the cases that we bought. It's moving really nicely, so I think people are. People are really enjoying that beer. The Golden Ale here, uh, we were talking a little bit, Brian, about this one before we came on, and it's just it's just a very easy drinkable beer, but with flavor. Yeah, that's our, our big thing when we created that one is I wanted a beer that wasn't dumbed down, but still a good summer beer. Had a looks or kick. I'm not about light beer, so this one's, you know, upwards of 6.5% alcohol. Um, so it's got a little more richer feel in the mouth. Um, but, no, it's, it's, it's a good, good beer that, like I said, I, I don't always want the slappier flavor. Uh, beer all the time. Grant, I love those, but that's uh, not for five or more. So, yeah, but it still has a nice little ABV. Yeah, going yeah, on yes. with it. Yeah. Now, the location that you guys ended up with over in Pearland is pretty slick because it was a tool rental place before, correct? Correct. It used to be a Sunbelt equipment rental, uh, and it's one of those things. We just got really lucky in a few counts. This is one of them. Is fine in this building. The property owner has another business that he owns there in Pearland. And I contacted them, and they were just going to create another, you know, rent out to another tool rental place. And I talked to him and talked about the brewery, and he kind of heard the passion in our voices. I said, why don't you guys come in there? And next thing you know, we're in his boardroom, and he had about six or seven people around him, and we did a little sampling. And, and, and before the end of the day, he was like, you know, whatever I can do for you guys to achieve success, count me in. I'm, I'm going to help support you guys. And uh, he's really been a – we've had a good supporter. But, yeah, our landlord has been phenomenal. You're right. You got a great building, great location, and we're really happy with yeah, it. Yeah, plenty of parking, plenty of square feet to do a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, I've got to work on the signage. It's real easy to drive by and not realize you where it is, but that's coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I may have passed it up, you know, once or twice, but you know, now I know exactly where it is. But <laughs> Can't miss it. Can't miss it. Can't, Can't miss, miss it now. <laughs> yeah, once you get to where the speed limit drops, you've gone too far. Turn yes. around and come back. <laughs> 
But, you know, we're close enough to the uh, city limits that cops really aren't around that often. I don't know if I should be saying on the yeah. air. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're pretty cool to us. They don't they leave us alone. Yep. Yeah, right. Like, you go out there. No, you go out there. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Well, you're, you're in a good location because you have a lot of stuff going on in, in, in Backfish Brewing, is who we're talking to. That uh, I mean, Kings Beer Garden's right down the street from you. Uh, if you drive a few miles east, then you have Killen's barbecue and everything right there so yep. it's kind of becoming a nice little destination for people coming from houston to stop in eat some barbecue come by have some beers or go by eat some wiener schnitzel and then come by and have some beers or and, and I'm, I'm hearing that a lot from people from yeah houston. No, no. we have a couple unique things we're actually on draft at the uh, steakhouse uh working on getting into barbecue joint but you talk about location right across the street from us there's the uh, pearwood skate center which has been around since I was a kid, so 30-plus years. It just so happens there's a roller derby league that practices there on Wednesday night, and they came to us and says, hey, would you guys mind staying open later for us? We go to Kings, but we're a little sweaty, loud. They don't always like us there at night. And I'm like, um, hello, roller derby, brewery, roller derby. we kind of go hand in hand. You can hello. skate across 518 yeah, anytime so you want. Now we got this big group of girls, and they're awesome. We, we love them to death. But they come in there every Wednesday night and close down the place for us. So, Man, that, that uh, skating ring across there. Uh, it's a good time. You go there and it's, they're like, like give me the quads. No inline skates. <laughs> give me the quads. Old school. And they, and they still do it. But the only problem, though, is that when I was a kid, when certain songs would come on, everybody would go to the middle of the floor, and there was all these dances to everything. And the only one, only time that that happened was when uh, Superman came on. And all these kids ran out there and was doing the Superman. And it's like, oh, I don't want to watch this. It's not cool anymore. Come on, man. It's not the same. The only excitement we get across the street is the ambulance that shows up there once a week from some kid that broke their arm. <laughs> uh, that's not surprising. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a quick break. Uh, everybody grab another beer, and we'll get back. We'll talk more with Backfish Brewing Company. Stay tuned. Thanks for stopping by my sick bed To tell me where I'm going when I'm dead To tell me all about the wrath to come Some creeps or flowers would have done Chris from Beers Looking at You, the newest craft beer spot in Clear Lake, Webster area. If you're coming down to Galveston or stopping by NASA, check us out every day, noon to midnight. You can bring in your own grower. You can pick one up here. We have 39 taps to choose from. We're half beer store. We've got everything from Houston, Texas, and beyond. Be sure to check out our live draft list on our website, beerslookingatyou.com, or through the Digital Pour app. Hope to see you soon. Thanks. Whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cash branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out cashbranding.com
We've been dancing in circles so long. But still, that's old flame. It keeps burning strong. And I've seen wildfires raging all across. California I stood in the desert in the blistering sun Well, but nothing quite compares to this burning down in my heart Every time we get back together we fall back apart I'm getting tired Of playing this game Cause I feel restless and trapped I'm longing for a change We've been dancing in circles so long. Still, this old flame, it keeps burning strong. Mr. Jody Cameron on the pedal steel.
right, Drink of Ages, we are back, and we're talking with Backfish Brewing Company, Brian and Manny. And so, you guys, you know, a year into it almost, uh, meet expectations, beat expectations, or are you just, just glad to still be operating and haven't even thought about it yet? All the above. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know that we clearly knew what our expectations were, and they're somewhat guesses early on. Um, Overall, though, looking back now, a year later, and, and what a crazy year last year was, definitely exceeded expectations. Um, in, in different ways than I had said expectations, if that makes any sense. It, it, it's really been a phenomenal ride. Not always, you know, an easy ride, but right, it's no. definitely a phenomenal ride. Well, I would imagine, uh, actually, no, we talked about it before you opened up. The issues with just opening a brewery in Pearland and how they had no idea what to even, like, you're, you're doing what? And how do we permit this? So, yeah, I call it one of the two golden tickets in our Willy Wonka movie. Um, I grew up in Pearland, moved there in the 1979, went to grade school or elementary school all the way through high school, graduated there. So when we found this location, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. The hometown I grew up in, you know, I still know a lot of people. You know, this is perfect ideal. But I knew there was uh, – Missouri County used to be no, uh, a dry county. And then about 10, 11 years ago, Pearland changed it from the private memberships to saying, okay, you can serve alcohol because I wanted to bring big chain restaurants in. If you're either at A, a hotel or a motel, meaning it's not your primary business to sell alcohol, or B, more than 51% of your sales had to come from food. Well, when we found the building, knowing it's in Pearland, and I knew there was one little ice house kind of dive bar that I love called Two Dog Saloon on Telephone Road in Central Pearland. I'm like, well, how do they get around it? And I didn't click to the fact that they were just serving beer, so I grabbed the alcohol ordinance for Pearland, and sure enough, it reads... It is unlawful or illegal to sell, handle for sale, any alcohol, comma, except for beer, comma, unless you're a hotel motel or 51% of your sales from food. And I'm like, wait, wait, except beer? Like, that's all we're serving. So I had the city attorney, city secretary, green light, everything, said, yeah, you guys are okay. And so basically we opened up technically a bar in a third most populous city, I think, outside of Houston, and yep. a city that has no bars for the most part. There really aren't. And thinking the places that, I mean, I have gone to and drink at in Pearland, uh, Center Court. I'll stop by Center Court Pizza and hang Great out with Peck and those guys Great over folks. there. Eat pizza, drink some. Because I always have good beers on yeah, tap there. Favorite pizza in town. Uh, <laughs> I have been to Bogey's a few times over there. The place opened up, and it shut down. Uh, pool Hall there, right, not far from, right by Center Court. Something swan, but... Either way, it didn't last. Yeah, and I, I, I never went in there, so maybe that's why I never. <laughs> <laughs> maybe me and the rest of the Paralanders, that's the reason why it didn't work out. But um, that location now, which is BJ's. No, not BJ's. Um, the, uh, oh, man, we're going to have to edit this part out. Um, no, the place that, that opened up in front of, in front of Center Court, BB's, BB's. yeah. BB's, that has been at least like four different things, oh, yeah. and I always thought that would be a great place to have a really good bar, but for whatever reason, it never succeeded. Yeah, it's kind of baffled us too. So, yeah. But that's, uh, you know, as I've started going around to bars and restaurants, so location is so key, but then sometimes you have these places that are out in the middle of nowhere, or just a weird location that you put out a good product, uh, yeah. and they'll come. And that's kind of was our belief since day one, before we had a name, before we had a building or location. For us, it was all about the beer, and, and we always said between process, equipment, or ingredients, we won't compromise on quality of beer. Everything else we didn't mind because hopefully they'll come, but we, we ended up with a great building and location, but um, yeah, it's, it's got to be about the beer. You kind of scored a nice little brew house, too. Yeah. 
at the expense of some others. That's our second golden ticket. Yep, the second golden ticket was a brew house. Yeah, yeah no doubt, because uh, uh, one of the breweries that didn't make it for a lot of reasons, uh, you guys ended up with a nice little system. Yeah, 30-barrel system. Um, and it was crazy, too, because at that time, and I don't know what the stats are today, but this is a year and a half ago or so, there were one and a half breweries opening up in the U.S. every day. So there are no used systems out there. You may find a piece of a used equipment, but we found a whole 30-barrel brewery that was shutting down. And to find a whole brewery, much less find in our backyard, they were 30 minutes away, um, was unheard of. And we basically got everything minus the building. I mean, forklift, equipment, hoses. Everything. Clamps. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, Used equipment, but you can make just as good a beer on used as you can do. So well, the first yeah. time you use it, it's used. Yeah. So. yeah, it is. But no, the planets the planets aligned themselves perfectly for for Chris and Brian when they when they did this. It is yeah. just amazing. No, it's pretty it's pretty awesome, man. I'm definitely glad you guys are down there because um, Pearland, you know, like I said, there's just been missing. It's a huge community that's grown tremendously over the last 10, 15 years, and there just aren't places to go and you don't you know nobody wants to drive to houston to live down there so you guys give i was doing it regularly to find good beer so manny was yeah manny <laughs> drove by and was like hey look there's a brewery and it's five minutes from my house what no way <laughs> no you're right i mean you live in the suburbs and people don't even if it's a 15 easy 20 minute drive they don't want to drive into town even for us in Pearland to go to clear lake which is another 20 30 minutes so there is not a place really to hang out in Pearland unless you go to a restaurant that has a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a couple little places, but there's not many. And so, like I said, we feel very fortunate. Um, and so we're trying to be more involved with the community. But, yeah, the, the support we've gotten has been yeah. really cool. So they're, they're happy to have us, and we're happy to be there. So. No, it's good to hear. Um, you're into it. Have you, you – you made, you made your core lineup. Let's kind of get over – let's talk about that because we've talked a little bit about your double IPA. Uh, that one, let's, let's get into that one a little bit. What's the ABV? ABV and the double IPA is uh, eight, nine. a eight. Uh, nine. Okay. 8.5. So 8.5 to nine. 8.57. Depending on how on how it how it tilts on the scale, 8.5 to nine. Actually, it's, 8. Pretty, it's pretty consistent around there. 8.575 to be. 575. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mentioned that with the rogue. You know, when you're like, like, okay, let's go ahead and get to the hundredth, you know, decimal point with our with our ABVs. Yeah, Defying Gravity. Uh, nice nice double IPA. Very mild, very approachable. Has yes. a nice, sweet, malty backbone, so it's not super bitter. Mm-hmm. As I was mentioning earlier, our single IPA is actually more hoppy and bitter than our double. Um, but we have five core beers that are, are lined up year-round. We try to have a diverse one. We have two lighter beers because we are serving the suburbs. We have a wit, uh, our golden ale, which you're sipping on right now, um, a brown porter because you got to have that dark beer for the dark beer lovers, uh, our single IPA, and then our double IPA. And then we try to have at least another three to five one-off seasonals, experimentals on draft at the brewery at all times. Um, if we like it, we'll do a big batch of it and then get KBC label approval and start selling it outside in kegs. Um, but we, we try to keep it varied and trying something different coming around. Mm-hmm. Now you guys are a brew pub, right? A brew pub license? Okay. That's good. So you can actually, well, did they, the law with even a production brewery, you can go buy a beer to go from a production or not? Not, not right. No. As a brew pub, you still can. Yeah, you that's can why go like there. Arnold, the car back. Yeah, you can't go and buy six packs to go, but you can go to Backfish and buy six packs to go. Yeah, we kind of got the best of both worlds at our size. I mean, once you get so big, you have to change. But we're able to sell beer for not only off-site and on-site consumption. So you can buy obviously pints there. You can buy six pack or growler fills to go. 
Uh, but then we can also self-distribute, uh, which is kind of nice too. So we, we do a little bit of everything. What beer do you find yourself sipping on the most at the brewery, Brian? You know, it's funny. I probably drink less beer now than I have in a good portion of my life. <laughs> um, it's weird the, because I feel the exact same way. I don't know, maybe because you're so submerged into it. but Yeah, and you're just around it all the time. Um, probably the Texas Golden Ale is, is my go-to beer. I like an easy drinking beer. I'm not the one who always likes the big in-your-face ABB, IBUs. You know, I, I don't mind those in the internet evening, but not as a daily drinker. Um, so that's probably my go-to beer. But yeah. Yeah, for, for 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 a lot of people there, there's like myself. We've done we did an amber la- last year that I that was my my go-to. Um, once that ran out, our Backtoberfish, our Marzen, which was uh, we put out, and that's been been my go-to beer uh, whenever whenever I go there. So, um, but uh, the Golden Ale, the All Y'all, the I Tell You Wit, and the Defying Gravity. I mean, those three are. It, it, they're easy to call our, the flagship. Those yeah. three are the ones that are they're putting our names out there, and, it, and, it's, and it's, it's great because you know being with these guys from almost day one. I was like I, I joined them like a month later, as you know to help Chris out, and it, it was it was funny to see how even soon the word about the wit getting out. Uh, the wit was featured in Houstonia magazine last summer. And I was, we were like, oh, wow, well, that's kind of cool. Food like, Network TV magazine. Yeah. And Food Network TV magazine also had, had a write-up on the wit just before the Super Bowl. So, we're, so it, was, it was very cool to see that, that, you know, the recognition, that a recognition yes. was, getting, was getting out there. And it, we're like, well, wow, like, like who's writing up about it? Who's, who's showing up at the brewery and tasting it and then writing about it? Like, at times, we don't know. Um, so it's, it's very neat, unique and, and very cool to see that. Um, you know, myself with Chris running, you know, uh, being back there in the brew house, and we, you know, we go through the work. And, you know, Brian mentioned about the process and the brewery system and all that. Uh, Chris and I, we, we go through and we talk about it. You know, it's, hey, look, it has to be the quality of the beer. Like, we don't care if we make 100 different styles of beer. We want them to do, let's do these five, let's do these five well. Mm-hmm. And once we get these down, then we can start thinking about the, the, the next thing that we'll do. But once we get these down, then we'll, we'll be okay. And it's showing you know, the consistency of, of, of our five core beers is out there. And the quality is, is, is the same coming out. And we, we're always thinking about that, the quality of beer. How does it taste? Does it taste like our last batch? Yes. All right? You know, what are we doing to keep that consistency going through? Because we know that this is what's going to keep the people coming through the doors, and this is what's going to be selling out there in the market for us. Consistency definitely is important, and so is having some beer in my glass. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to eat some of uh, some DJ Muscratch's crack over here <laughs> and his peanut butter filled pretzels that I can't take anymore. So we're going to take a break. We're going to be right back. down here in Dickinson, Texas at a new winery and cider company, Duo, and we have the owners, Craig and Raquel, hanging out. Tell us about your company. We have over 20 varieties of wines from our family vineyard. We currently have our Rodeo Star brand hard apple and cherry ciders available on draft and 16-ounce cans. 
with more delicious varieties on the way. We are open from Wednesday to Friday from 4 to 10 p.m., Saturday from noon to 10 p.m., Sunday from noon to 6 p.m. Check us now on Facebook. Venha nos visitar. It's just another Sunday night in Houston. I'm sitting here strumming my guitar along. Wishing I had a girl to sing about. It's been a while since I had a girl of my own Well, I've been out home dating two since then But it seems I'm always tracking now This ain't another one of them sad country songs Cause I've got faith it's gonna work itself out I know that she's out there Sitting on this same Texas sky And I know that God's gonna bring us together And then I'll finally have that love song to write Someday I want to raise a few kids of my own But you can't put the cart out before the horse First I gotta find the woman that fits right in my arms But now I'm gonna keep on dreaming and let life run its course Cause I know that she's out there Sitting under the same Texas sky I know that God's gonna bring us together And then I'll finally have that love song to rise There's a chance that I may never find it But this guitar and I Get along just fine Man, I hope that she's out there Sitting on the same Texas guy And I hope that God's gonna bring us together And then I'll finally have that love song to write on and i am john dimmon your host dj muskrash the producer we are hanging out with backfish brewing company brian and manny and so now we're gonna sample some beers some of the stuff that uh isn't exactly in your core lineup yes and so you poured the what well, we were drinking earlier oh, yes the 
Fram y'all. So instead of the all y'all, we did a little play on that Fram y'all. You can tell we're real witty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we took the we took the the the, the, the base. the base recipe for the for the golden ale all y'all, and we added raspberry puree to it. Forty five gallons of raspberry puree. So it's like a, a raspberry. Belgian blonde. So, yeah, uh, but it's not super sweet. No, at it's all. Not. I like that tart. It's, it's not. a beautiful color. Yes. And but the smell is wonderful. Yes. It smells it's like it's going to be nice and tart, but it's not it super not. tart. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Yeah, and it's it's something. It is it is a pleasant surprise that we've uh, we've gotten out. The uh, people in the tap room have loved it, um, and it is. You, you look at it through the glass, and you just look at this 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 rosy color that appears out of it, and it is just. It's gorgeous, and people have just been wild about it ever since we it's been put out in the tap room. Yeah, it's it's man, definitely really good. But uh, what what size? Like, how much of the pure age put in compared to like how many gallons of the? Oh well, we, no, we did we did a full thirty gallon. Oh, batch. full thirty gallon batch. Full, yeah, okay. we have quite a few kegs of this. Thirty barrels. I'm sorry. Thirty gallons. Thirty gallons. Thirty barrels. Thirty barrel. Thirty barrel batch of this. Gallons. Yeah, nine hundred <laughs> gallons. Nine hundred thirty-one gallons to be exact um, of it, and we put forty-five gallons of raspberry puree um, into this, and it's um, and it, 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 it sat in the fermenter for a while, and that's why you see that it's crystal clear going through it. You can see right through the glass with that nice rosy color to it, um, and it's a um, it has been a like I said, it's been a pleasant surprise for us. It's, it's very good. Yeah, this is this is really tasty. But is this something that you guys are going to try to get label approval on? It's there's some talk about it. Yeah, the feedback's been really, really phenomenal on this one. Yeah, that's a lot of beer to go through at the brewery. Yes, it's yes. a lot of kegs. Yes, yes. <laughs> it is well, a lot of kegs. You should see our cold room right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, as people are reaching over grabbing some more of a muskrat's crack, but. No, it is delicious, man. It's, uh, I, I could see why this would do really well down there. Yes. And pretty much anywhere. Pretty much anywhere. But when you get to, to Pearland, I mean, there is, you know, some of the lighter beer drinkers down yes. there. And then you get the guys come in. They're like, oh, man, we will want to drink some something big. Give me a, your IPA or your stout. And then their girls are like, well, what do you have? I'm like, taste some of this. And then the guys end up drinking this. No, as we were talking about our license or the brew pub license, one of the downfalls is we can only serve our beer. We can't have anything alcoholic that's not that we don't produce. So we do. We have a lot of couples come in here and the, the wife wants to drink wine or mixed drinks. And so now we have something we can kind of offer them as an alternative that's not strong in the beer flavor that's, you know, still a, an ale by trait, but, you know, tastes good. Yep. And so what else did you bring? Because I saw it was some, a couple extra growlers in that ISS. This is our brown porter. In the Porter world, there's three styles. There's the Baltic Robust and Brown. The Brown's one of the lighter ones, but really strong on coffee flavor, dark chocolate. Um, mm -hmm. But again, it's kind of what I call a light dark beer because it's full flavor, but it's not rich or heavy on the mouth. It's just an easy drinking summer dark beer, you know. That it is. Yeah, no, I have I definitely had this at the brewery. Yeah, this is one that's weird, uh, and we were talking about this earlier, that Porter Stouts, they're not our best seller. But the people who love them, that's all they drink. And they come yeah. in just for those dark beers. Um, we got a small batch of people. They want that year-round stout, you know, but not a lot of them, but they're dedicated to it. So what the roller derby that comes in from across the street, what do they usually come in? I mean, it's afterwards, so they've already been, been brawling a little bit. So what do they come in? What are they usually drinking? 
good, good question. Uh, there are the wit, the blonde, you know, the lighter beer drinkers, but you got a couple of those girls that they come in for that double IPA, and that's, uh, I love it. I mean, that's one of my favorite things, as we all know, is introducing people to new beers or kind of getting them out of their comfort zone, and the uh, first thing people do when they come in there and tell me, I, I don't drink IPAs, is I'll give them a double, because you got to not be, you know, have your preset mind as far as what you want to drink and not, and it shocks a lot of people, but yeah, mm-hmm. we got a lot of double IPA drinkers, so... Yeah, it also probably helps to mask the pain a little bit. Yeah. Have a good elbow to the face. I've watched some roller derby. Yeah, it's pretty entertaining stuff. No, a quick shout out to the uh, Southside Roller Derby girls because I don't know <laughs> if they're listening, but hopefully they are. So, yeah, this is this is a very nice porter. Was this uh, one of the original recipes? Then? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, these uh, the five core beers are keeping you around. We brewed. Over and over and over, three years leading up to the opening. That's all we brewed is these five core beers because we really didn't want to nail down the consistency and then start playing around from there. So uh, just try to be, you know, make approachable, good beers. The last time I was over at the brewery, I had several pints of Circle Hook, and I think that might be the next one coming up. Yep. Yes. Which is just that, that's your, that is your IPA. That is our IPA, yes. Just a good West Coast IPA. I yep. think we have uh, five hops as far as the hop profile um, uh yeah i'm trying to remember there's we have so many different hops it's like try to keep tr- track of them actually that the, the three core hops three core hops that we use on that one yeah i took home a growler of some circle hook to go with those big tomahawk steaks that we got oh, at heb mm-hmm. after walking around the nice little display that you guys had <laughs> sitting there no i, I this was a very nice porter. The I'm still want to get back to that first beer, the the raspberries, because that one was very very drinkable. Yeah, and it is. And, and you know, when it comes to IPAs, it's it's some people like that hoppiness. Some people like a little more of the bitterness. You know, the the, the play on the hops on, on that one is 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 unique with the Cascade and the Columbus, and trying to get that that right balance. And it's not a super bitter IPA. No, it's not. It's not. And but it's very, very refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it has a nice finish to it. As Muskrat is is juggling beers over there, needs another arm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's talk about some of the things coming up at the brewery because the anniversary party is the weekend of March 18th. Uh, so really? Be, uh, I'm gonna miss that one also. <laughs> Sorry guys, but go ahead. Oh, we can we can change it. Yeah, if you if you push it off to the week after, that'd be great. Now we're gonna do it the uh, weekend of March 18th. <clears throat> we're doing some specialty glassware. Uh, we're gonna do uh, Belgian Dark Strong for our one year anniversary beer. Yes. It'll be our first beer too that we start cellaring in house. We're gonna hold on to a few kegs for second year anniversary, five years, so forth. Yes. Um, really tasty so far from the samples we got, and then we're gonna do some one off, some experimental beers. I uh, got some fun stuff coming out that Chris has played with for a couple years in the past that I've tried that I don't really want to say because I want to make sure they come out. But, yeah, there should be some fun stuff there. Uh, looking at having a live band, just making a good, fun weekend out of it. Can't wait for it. Uh, man, Brian, Manny, thanks for coming out. Definitely thanks awesome. for bringing the beers out here. Good to see you guys. Uh, like to have you guys on tap. That's fantastic. Get some Pearland representation up in Houston. So, yeah, thank you, John. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.
No, appreciate you guys coming and hanging out, bringing beers, and congratulations on getting the brewery up and running and canning. And like I said, you go to HEBs, you pop in these places, and it's like, hey, it's Backfish. I know those guys. It's pretty fun. I'd say the same thing. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, one-year anniversary coming up, March 18th. Like I said, I've, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm already scheduled to be out of town that weekend, unfortunately, but maybe things will change and I will be there because I definitely want to come hang out for you, with you guys. If you're going to Denver again, I want to go with you. I'm going to Denver <laughs> that weekend. <laughs> so it's a snowboarding trip. So already scheduled. Already scheduled. I might miss our anniversary too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, we'll all be there in spirit. Yeah. Technology these days can put us there. Yes. No, appreciate you guys coming on, and uh, let's take a quick break. When we get back, Max Flynn's going to be hanging out. Hey, good beer drinkers. This is Garrison, the head brewer of Spindle Tap. If you're digging IPAs these days, you should definitely try our new West Coast-style IPA, Hop Gusher. You're going to get a lot of dank tropical notes from the excessive amounts of Amarillo, Citra, and Mosaic. We just started canning it last week, so come pick it up fresh from our brewery at 10622 Hirsch Road. You can also get it freshly poured at Drink of Ages Pub. Also look for it at your nearest grocery store soon. Check us out at SpindleTapBrewery.com.
Drink of Ages, we are back on, and I'm your host, John Didman, and now we're hanging out with Max Flynn and his Goonies, his band. That's right, yeah. We don't have an official name yet, man. No official name yet. That's all right. Max, Max Flynn and the Goonies, man. I mean, let's, let's take it back. We're in the deliberation process still, man. Do the trouble shuffle. The trouble shuffle. <laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one of the all-time classics. I mean, who can't relate to that? But no, so yeah, Max Flynn. Um, hey, you guys playing some badass music around town. Max, you definitely you're from Houston. We we're talking about that earlier. Yeah. So man. grew up in uh, Bel Air. Bel Air. It's not the most country place in the world, but you know, just happened to like. I just happen to like country music, man. And so this is kind of this is kind of the it's just the style of music that I feel fits me and it really speaks to me and so I, that's kind of style that I ride in but I definitely don't claim you know any back roads or uh, pickup trucks or, or babes or even Bud Lights for that matter I don't even drink so I mean yeah there's a lot of country. non-country yeah. stuff going on about you Max right. for someone that's playing some really good country music yeah but that's the fun part about it that's the fun part about it that's Steve Snow our fiddle man here just to introduce everyone, we got William Von Reichbauer on the bass. Did I say that right this time? That's right, you did, yeah. Chris Thank Arduan you. from Lafayette, Louisiana, playing drums, the Crawfish King. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Randy Smith from Nashville. Just moved over from Nashville. He's a pedal steel player, which is my all-time favorite instrument. We were talking about that earlier. And while, while we were talking about it, you were just over there just playing. And it's like, well, you just need to come hang out at the pub, like, seven nights a week, and just play that. This <laughs> is... <laughs> Well, that is his career currently, yep. so I'm sure he'd be open to it. You just have to discuss that offline. But Such a beautiful instrument. It really is, man. I mean, there's there's nothing quite like it. And then the fiddle being my second favorite. I, I'll put that up there with fiddle. fiddle. Yeah, fiddle, fiddle's pretty close. <laughs> I think you just got last, yeah. Right, it's still guitar, uh, fiddle, uh, stand-up bass, and then drums, of course. you got to have drums. That's how much we make as well. <laughs> I paid the, the least. Yeah, but we've got to have some background to keep us going. Yeah, a little support back there in the bottom end. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. We're going to play everything in A flat tonight. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> don't care. Yeah, no, he don't, he don't yeah. Really. So yeah, but so, so how did you guys all like, come together for this? Man, I've been really lucky. We were talking about this earlier. I mean, I started playing music. Uh, I've been playing, you know, picking around since I was 10, 11 years old. But I started pursuing this professionally like in the summer of, uh, not 16, but the year about about a year and a half ago you know and uh in that time i've been able to meet some of the best musicians in town i was telling them earlier i take a real like my my day job is in oil and gas right and i'm kind of a business development capacity and financial bs but it sounds exciting it's not (laughs) i hate it there's some of that in my music too you can hear if you're listening by the way and you're a coworker, i'm just kidding i don't really 
Love I it. Really hate it. Love it. Oil and gas. I love it. Uh, I'm probably going to promote this show later on Facebook, and, and we're friends on Facebook. Coworkers are nice. So I just want to clear the air. I like you guys a lot. Okay. Uh, anyway, I take a real, what I was getting at was I take a real, like, business approach to this whole thing. That being said, I, I, I like to surround myself with musicians that are just way better than me, you know? And that's the case right now, because they make you sound really good, you know? And uh, it's evolved over time. I mean, really, a, a year and a half ago when I started, I found this little open mic, kind of western swing jam session. It's kind of I made this decision, like, I want to start playing out. So I went to this thing and met the guys, and they ended up cutting my first demo with me, and then... You know, they were really awesome as well, and they've kind of we've kind of gone different directions. I've worked with other people, but this like this unit right here, this unnamed unit, has been the one. No, we named like, it. We're, we're good. <laughs> the oh, truffle shuffle. <laughs> Max playing the truffle shuffle. <laughs> we're still thinking about that, but I gotta change the bass drum head now. Yeah. <laughs> Maxwell the truffle. You shuffle. will sell a lot of T-shirts. <laughs> this truffle shuffle man is really cool. is really just coming together and getting tight, and it feels really good. I was talking to them earlier also about like I'm not booking any more full band shows until I talk to these guys and make sure that they're available. Because the other thing is with really talented musicians, they play in other projects because they're in high demand, right? I mean, Randy's probably one of five pedal steel players within a hundred mile radius. You know, it's worth a damn. So. Uh, so that's kind of the that's kind of the deal, man. I guess, and it's just been it's been good to you just you just you just learn about them, you know. You you hear about them, and then you just call them up. You know, you and I were talking about that earlier, just networking and just meeting people. It's a small community, you know. All the good players are are known, you know, and they're willing to work. Luckily, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and you guys put together a. a pretty fantastic sound so you have the debut album coming out yeah how how was how how did that work out i mean that's, that's to me it's always surprising and I've, I've probably mentioned this about 30 times on the show that i've done in the last four years but when bands come out with their debut album it's like okay this is the first one man we're putting it out there with everything and it's just knowing when to stop producing the album knowing when to yeah no okay we're not going to change this guitar chord anymore or anything else that's the toughest part man and like some veterans that came before me and some of the people that helped me with this project were saying like you never get to a point where you're really done you know you get to a point where you're you can just live with it you know i was told that that's when the when the money runs out (laughs) that's that's when you're done that's part of it too (laughs) but also i didn't want to be that guy and i'd I'd heard stories about guys that that are just working on getting this perfect sound and and next thing you know three years have gone by you know and i didn't want that to happen man so i mean we you know i had a little cut off in my mind which was like three maybe four months and that's when that's when we just decided hey you know i'm not i'm not perfectly happy with every note and every lyric you know but man it's it's uh, it's it's certainly a big accomplishment, you know. I mean, I, I've been telling people it's like 28 years in the making, man, that I've wanted to do something like this. Like truly, I feel like if I died right now, I'd be a happy man because I created something that's tangible, and I, you know, can leave something behind, you know. So, uh, let's go ahead and wait to at least make two or three before that happens. Yeah, I don't want to die. So, I mean, I don't. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I didn't mean to be morbid. I just like. No, but. Uh, we know what you're talking about. <clears throat> yeah, so what what, what events do you have coming up for the well, debut album? We're uh, so we're working on securing an, an album party release date, okay? Like April 15th is kind of the date, and then there's a 
We're working on a venue right now. It's between a couple places. I don't even want to say what they are because it might not work. But uh, once that does happen, we'll just start promoting it. And I'm going to probably work with a, a team out of Austin to kind of get the word out and, you know, a publicist. And then we'll try to push one of these songs to radio, you know. So we haven't decided which one yet. But to try to push it to Texas radio and just, I mean, throughout this process, I've learned a lot about how the kind of the business works, you know. And there's just all these pieces that I never even thought about, like publicists and booking and radio promoters. And so I'm learning a lot, and I'm just maybe I'll sink some money into some places where it shouldn't be sunk. But man, it's all about just put my best foot forward, I guess. You know? Yeah. And so. Excited for you guys, and because there's a lot of talent, a whole lot of talent in this band. And looking forward to this debut album. Thanks. What's the best way to, to find all the information about it? Well, the most I'd say the most updated uh, source is going to be that Max Flynn Music Facebook page, M-A-X-F-L-I-N-N Music on Facebook. I have a website, maxflynn.com. Uh, like most websites, is half-assed. <laughs> <up. laughs> at, yeah. at least I have the domain name, okay? Yes. That's yeah, yeah. the important thing. you know. And there is like a picture on there and my name and stuff. Uh, but it's not it's not that great. We're working on that too. I think on the Facebook. Drink of Ages pub website, there's still the anniversary party from several weeks ago. It is the first thing you see, so it's very updated. I think if I was going to sink some money, like right now, I could tell you with certainty I would get a better website and then somebody to maintain it daily because these bookings come in and you've got to keep up with it and you know you got to link it to Reverb Nation or Bands in Town and have your Facebook. You know, just get everything. I'm sure Kevin knows, man. I'll, t- I'll talk to Kevin afterwards. He seems what about, pretty tech-savvy over here. What about some shows coming up? Shows coming up. Uh, we'll be at the Rodeo, uh, the Rodeo Houston Wine Garden, which is kind of just right set right outside the stadium on March 13th. Uh, March 22nd, myself and uh, another pedal steel player, Jody Cameron, will be at Redneck Country Club. Um, those are the two that I, that I feel like I can highlight off the top of my head right now. He's showing me some more. What else? Bottom up. And you know what? On the 24th of March, we'll be in Dallas. Excellent. At Adairs. Yeah. I only, I've only played one gig out of Houston, and it was it was Adairs. We've played that twice now. And I haven't played it with this unit yet, have I? Has nope. this, the Truffle Shuffle nope. has not been to, to Adairs Saloon yet. So this is like... They don't. They, this don't is what, like, they don't know what's going to hit them. That's right. They have no idea. You're going to have to reprint the CD cards yeah, at this right. point. Max sure. Flynn and the Trouble Shuffle. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, first radio interview, and you've come up with a band name. Thank you. That, Thank you, John. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help. Here you help. We're here to have fun. That's, yes. That, that, that's our purpose. Uh, we've listened to uh, your music throughout the show during the break, so everybody that enjoyed it, go out there, look up maxflimmusic.com, follow them on Facebook, get all the updates, and when the album releases, go out and buy it. Support your local music. Thank you. Yep. Awesome. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys hanging out at the pub. Uh, man, we got to wrap the show up because I'm, I'm actually both glasses of mine are empty. So Sweet. I'm ready to play some music, too. Play so some music, and let's drink some beer. Thank all you so right. much. Cheers. Drink of ages. Cheers. Everybody be safe, and uh, Ben, got to get through the sponsors real quick, because if you want to listen to some of the old shows, go to drinkofages.com. You can also find them on iTunes. That is sponsored by Buffalo Body Brewing Company. Everybody be safe out there. Talk to everybody next week.